Hello, welcome to the Soul Evolution Center show on Blog Talk Radio. This is Katie Simone. I'm an advanced channeler of light beings. I'm also an author, speaker, and a workshop facilitator. I'm founder of SoulEvolutionCenter.com, and its mission is to help you evolve into your best life. On this show, which is held on uh, some Fridays uh, on a weekly basis, I share various spiritual and metaphysical topics for your well-being. And all the episodes are archived, and so you can download them for free 24-7 at your convenience and replay them. I think you'll find that very helpful and valuable. On episode one, I shared a channeled meditation from the angelic realm that I channeled personally for your chakras and aura. And it was a very, very beautiful and powerful uh, meditation for your um, energy, energy uh, bodies. <clears throat> Today uh, on the show, I'm going to share an out-of-body experience I had on December 27th, 2015, in the early morning. Uh, I had a spiritual awakening in 2009, and from that I developed extrasensory perceptions you can say psychic perceptions, even though we all have these psychic perceptions and senses. It's just a matter of whether we are aware of them, uh, whether we are aware when we are using them and tapping into them. But in my uh, during my spiritual awakening of 2009, I realized I, uh, I could receive some information telepathically in my mind, in my own thought voice. And that's when I became a channeler, and I channel various light beings of, uh, of uh, love and of high uh, dimensionality. Um, they come to me to share their inspirational messages to help humanity forth. And today I have channeled over 40 different dimensional uh, beings. I've channeled Aristotle, and recently I published an ebook with him that I do offer for free as my gift to the universe in September 2015. If you go to my website, soulevolutioncenter.com, you'll see the links to download that free ebook. And Aristotle shared, uh, Aristotle and three other beings shared about 22 channeled messages to me, and I compiled them and put them together in this ebook um, to share and hopefully provide hope, faith, and trust um, to the people, the readers that read them, uh, the read the information that is uh, contained within the, the pages of that. And so also in 2009, uh, for my spiritual awakening, I not only realized that I could hear some beings' communications to me, I also started developing lucid dreaming in my sleep state. And this started happening naturally. I did not uh, facilitate or initiate these out of bodies, it happened naturally, and it was part of my spiritual awakening process, and it was because I had expanded my consciousness, I had raised my vibration, and now I was experiencing some lucid dreams um, during my nighttime um, state. And I heard telepathically that it was important for me to share and chronicle these experiences, and so I started my blog. Uh, which is part of my website on soulevolutioncenter.com, where I do share my psychic experiences and out-of-body experiences. And they're, they're quite fascinating. And if you are going through something very similar or you know uh, someone who is, this would be a great resource for them. 
just so that you understand what is happening to yourself and that you don't feel alone and you are um, going about this by yourself. And so this, that is another reason why I share my out-of-body experiences on the Soul Evolution Center show is because I want to uh, I want to let people know that if they are experiencing these these type of unusual dreams that they are not alone that is it is part of our growing consciousness as more and more people awaken as more and more people raise their vibration as more people raise their consciousness. Um, more people will be brought into the fold of becoming lucid dreamers. And what I mean by lucid dreamers, I, what I refer to that, I mean that you, you, you will remember and retain details of your dream state. And many times you feel like you're an observer and you're going to new places, and I refer to these places as other dimensions. And I've heard telepathically, and I shared on the show as well, that uh, many times we go to other dimensions or the term used was parallel universes and we experience and we observe other dimensional beings lives and our own concurrent parallel lives. I know that that is a, a huge topic and one that may seem unbelievable, but we do as human beings exist on many consciousness levels. And the, the consciousness level that we exist in now, in which I am talking to you and communicating with you, sharing this information, is on the third dimensional plane of consciousness, the earthly plane. I refer to it as a 3D, the 3D plane, which is what it is known as in spiritual and metaphysical fields. So right now we are existing on the third dimensional plane, but there are many other planes of existence. Um, that occur in other dimensions. Another word for a dimension is a realm, uh, other planes of reality. These are all synonyms for uh, the same the same meaning. Um, so I, I will use these terms interchangeably. <clears throat> and when, when you go to these other dimensions, of these other planes of reality, uh, many times they are very similar to Earth, and your earthly existence, but sometimes there are differences to be noted. And in this program, this weekly program, I do attempt to point out some of these differences and variances um, as an indicator that this is a different dimension. And um, some of the times when I travel to these other dimensions, these other planes of reality in my sleep state, I actually go through a wormhole or a portal and that is exactly what the term sounds like and what perhaps maybe some of you are familiar with when you have watched sci-fi movies. It usually feels like you're in deep space and you're moving very quickly. You can actually feel like you're in a tunnel and, and many times there's light phenomena around you as you're traveling very quickly with momentum. But sometimes uh, the portal is not in deep space. Sometimes it is actually in an interior building, like, and it is represented by a hallway structure. And that is what happened um, with the out-of-body that I'm going to share uh, uh, that occurred on December 27th. I share my more extraordinary or unique out-of-bodies here on the show, ones that I want to pull out key teaching points um, to bring forth to you. And so there are some key things that I want to point out about this out-of-body. 
And again, what I'm hoping to do is to create a, a familiarity in the, in the 3D plane, in the third dimensional plane that we are in, and to uh, hopefully expand people's consciousnesses to the possibility that we are multidimensional beings, that we can travel to other places in our sleep state, in our altered state of consciousness. It is very difficult to have these experiences when you are awake and walking and talking and experiencing your physical life because you are distracted. You're very much uh, busy uh, with the physical, uh, physical, your physical surroundings. Your nervous system is constantly firing, uh, sending out neurons uh, when you, whenever you think, whenever you interact with someone, and that causes disturbances, and you're not able to perceive these other dimensions. And these other dimensions exist simultaneously on the earthly, as uh, at the same time as the earthly plane does. So these are concurrent, um, and it is a matter of being relaxed and a very deep state of relaxation um, when your ego can no longer dominate or be in control. That you can, uh, that you may be able to touch or experience or have lucid recall of these other dimensions. So it is important to be in a state of relaxation and our sleep state is a natural uh, platform for this to happen. I truly believe and many shamans do as well that every human being goes to other dimensional realities naturally and spontaneously in their sleep state. It is just that some people upon waking don't recall the details at all or they may only remember small snippets or uh, segments. And as you expand your consciousness, uh, which means you start living a life of love, joy, peace, uh, on, um, as, you, as you carry yourself through your life, you will find these new dimension, dimensions and lucidity of traveling to these dimensions become more and more available to you and that's exactly what happened to me and that's why I have these experiences <clears throat> and so that that's the background uh, I feel it's very important to, sh to share what a dimension is and that it occurs uh, on many levels and there are I don't even know the number of dimensions and I've heard telepathically the term parallel universes. I don't know the number of parallel universes. I'm sure it's infinite. I'm hearing telepathically the word infinite. And so I, visit, I have visited just a few of these infinite um, dimensions of these infinite universes. And many times I am in a dimension for the first time, but sometimes I go back to the same dimension infrequently but it does happen it is rare I'm hearing but sometimes I go back to the same place and sometimes um, I am out having adventures in other dimensions and let me just um, let me just share a few things that I have learned myself through my own personal experiences and what I have heard telepathically inside my head with my own thought voice. I heard telepathically that my spirit is responsible for my destinations in uh, these interdimensional travels. If there are infinite parallel universes, and even within those universes there are probably infinite um, dimensional planes within those, how, 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 
how is my destination point chosen? And I have heard it is my uh, spirit. And your spirit is a level of consciousness. And two or three years after my spiritual awakening, I kept hearing telepathically, your spirit has risen. Your spirit has risen. And I took that to mean that my spirit is a level of consciousness. But many times when you are still hooded or li living in the illusion of the material, superficial world, you don't have direct access to your spirit. You can say it's hidden behind the veil or the curtain, and that is a metaphysical term, a spiritual term. And when we are born onto the earth, many human beings are born with a veil. I'm not going to say everyone because I cannot speak with everyone, but this veil is a mechanism that gives us amnesia. And it, uh, we, we totally don't recall our past lives or our concurrent lives. We don't have remembrance of why we came to the earth, who we really are, what were, what were we on the earth to do, to learn, what is our life purpose. And really, truly, our whole uh, earthly lives are, are spent rediscovering this, um, gleaming information about this. And that is... I'm hearing a natural progression, and it's a sign of our evolution. And so what has happened since my spiritual awakening is my veil has started to lift. And I've heard this telepathically. I heard the phrase, your veil is lifting. And I've gotten channeled messages from beings that I've shared on my Facebook album under uh, multidimensionality from beings that talk about par our parallel lives and how you, when you raise your vibration, you are allowed access into the higher realms and other higher dimensional frequencies. And, um, you know, another way to relate to these dimensions, because I know this is kind of hard to, for people if it's not tangible, but, you know, there are so many things um, that, we, that are in our earthly lives on a day-to-day -day basis that we cannot see with our physical eyes. Just think about how TVs work, how our cell phones work. All that is happening with energy that is not visible, invisible to us with our physical senses. You know, we naturally use telephones, our iPhones, our smart devices, and meanwhile, there's this, all this activity going on unseen for these type of communications to occur. But yet we accept it, do we not? Because it's uh, become a standard uh, for, for most human beings. So these dimensions are like that, where they are, they are not tangible, and many of us cannot see them with our physical senses. But perhaps some of us may sense them. Those are possibly uh, when you feel like you have a deja vu. You've been to us a uh, place before, seems familiar to you. And there are mediums in this world who can actually see, uh, and there are even human beings who can actually see spirits and and um, ghostly apparitions with their physical eyes that people around them cannot see. So some people do have heightened senses, and they may be able to, to, to sense some of these other dimensions. But uh, for many people, the way we can totally immerse ourselves and explore is in our altered state of consciousness, which is usually our sleep state. When we go into another, uh, uh, our brain waves go into another uh, uh, cycle cycle state I'm hearing. <clears throat> okay, so that is the background on out of bodies and multidimensionality. I hope you found that helpful. 
and I hope it provided a stable um, foundation for what I'm going to share next. And so, um, as I shared, many of my autobies occur naturally in my sleep state, and I like to note the time, the times they happened, because um, some people believe that you naturally are more active and have more out of bodies, let's say between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. But to be honest with you, I haven't noticed that my out of bodies fall, can fall anywhere from 11.30 p.m. if I go to bed a little earlier to the, uh, this, uh, this one ended, I, I believe, uh, a little bit before 4 a.m. And the one I had the following day occurred and ended at about 1.44 a.m. Uh, but I just, I do like to see if there's any type of pattern. So I do like to note these type of details. And so what, what the usual pattern is when I have an out of body, and so I share that in case you, you can maybe now recognize this within your own sleep state, within your own dream time, is that I become lucid which means I'm still sleeping in my bed at nighttime, but I'm starting to have memory and uh, recalling details of, of, of the dream. And I use dream and out-of-body synonymously and interchangeably, but I like to prefer to call them out-of-body because when, I, when I, I feel the term dream doesn't have enough significance in uh, Western society and that we don't, value the term dream when really our dreams are uh, our, our communications and many things are going on in our dream state so I became lucid and I was actually in a room and looking back at it I feel it was my childhood home uh, when I was in middle school and I want to point out that important uh, fact that many times in a out of body the platform from which you start recalling details about the out of body may be a familiar one. And for me, it has been my childhood homes. It, there's a sense of familiarity with it. And it could be my childhood home bedroom, living room, or kitchen. And so I feel this, this, um, this out of body initiated in my childhood home from middle school. And I was lying in the bed, and as I was laying in the bed, I felt uh, these feelings precursors to a trance channeling. And I shared with you, I'm a, I'm a channeler. I'm able to hear uh, some communications from some light beings, enough so that I can actually transcribe them and share them with others. And so trance channeling is another type of channeling where it's actually a deeper connection and the entity or the consciousness or the light being um, actually uses parts of the human channelers uh, body to express itself you uh, a chance I don't want to call it possession because that is very intimidating to people uh, but I do hear telepathically a good term to to, to use is transpose where the being transposes itself onto the human channeler. And another term would be when a being incorporates uh, into the human channeler, actually goes into the a channeler's body. And so since April of 2015, I spontaneously began to trance channel where 
different beings would actually um, incorporate into my body. And there's these physical symptoms that occur when that happens because it, it is a major coupling, and I'm hearing that telepathically, a major coupling. The entity or the consciousness has to become familiar with the channeler's uh, physical body, energetic body, and when that happens, um, I actually uh, blogged about and included the precursors and all the feelings I felt during a trance channeling um, so that others who may be experiencing this type of communication will be familiar and be able to recognize some of the signs. So I do have a blog post on um, the signs of the trance channeling from my perspective. And so I started feeling in this um, bedroom as I was laying down that a being was going to incorporate through me because I could tell I usually feel a strong amount of energy or force at the base of my throat, and it feels like it's rising. And so that's the entity expressing itself through my vocal cords. I know that can sound strange to some people. Um, it's an unusual concept and not a mainstream concept for sure. And so I was in the dream, not a body, and I was feeling the sensation. So I knew I was going to be trans-channeling a being. And that has happened a handful of times in my out-of-bodies since I started to trans-channel in the earthly plane. And um, so I felt a being wanting to express itself through me. And then I started the trans-channeling. I said out loud, God wants to give me a gift. That was what I trans-channeled. God wants to give me a gift. And as I trans-channeled that in this out-of-body, I, I understood that because of the terminology that was used, that I was trans-channeling my higher self. When I'm trans-channeling that I am, that, uh, and I use the word myself, that means I am trans-channeling a part of myself, which is my higher self. And that was, that was a new phenomena that started to happen. I would say perhaps June of 2015, where I actually at a few times trans-channeled my higher self. Your higher self is a level of your uh, being, um, but again, for many people, it is behind the veil. But for some people, it, it, it isn't, those that are more awakened. Um, but my, my higher self actually has a voice and it is a part of my being. And so I knew that in this out of body that I was trans-channeling my higher self. And then all of a sudden, uh, an unfamiliar woman comes, rushes into the room, and she seems to be, uh, I don't wanna say upset, but excited. She's making very quick movements, physical movements. And shes I don't know her, and she's uh, perhaps like five five, short black hair, little wavy, uh, a little overweight. I just like to uh, detail the physical experience, the physical appearance of some of the humans that I interact with in these out of bodies so that you know I am lucid and I do take note of these type of details. And uh, I knew she was, let's just say, uh, agitated. That's the word I'm hearing. So I want to kind of calm her down and, and soothe her. And so I stopped the trans-channeling and I said something to her like, it's okay, just, it's okay, just calm down, I'm just trans-channeling. And then, um, and then again, 
I felt the energy well up in my base of my throat and I and I said I trans channeled God wants to give me a gift and then I added certificate God wants to give me a gift certificate which I know doesn't makes make a lot of sense um, there could be some distortion there with my lucidity recall and as soon as I trans channeled that I felt myself start to move slowly and I felt myself becoming very tired, almost like I was anesthetized. And that's a common precursor, which means I'm going to go through the wall of that room to go to another dimension. When I start feeling overly sleepy and almost like I'm just going to fall asleep standing up, having that feeling of being anesthetized, that's a precursor to me that my uh, that I'm going to be uh, having another dimensional experience and probably going through the wall or the ceiling or the floor of that scene. And I start to move very slowly, and that's the, the, uh, the second precursor. At first I feel very tired and sleepy, and then the second uh, sign that I'm going to be uh, exiting through an exterior structure is that I feel myself being moved slowly and gently toward a wall. And it's almost like I'm on autopilot. It's another, there's some kind of force, it's a gentle force that is propelling me. And I've had this type of experience so many times, probably over a hundred times by now since 2009, that I recognize these signs. So when I am in the out of body, I know exactly what to expect. And so I just relax. I know I'm going to go through the wall, and that's exactly what I did. I went through the wall of, of my um, childhood home bedroom. And when I did that, I entered a dark hallway, and I'm moving quickly now. And now you can say I'm in the portal. I'll call this a type of portal. And the term that I've heard telepathically to refer to this is interdimensional corridor. The interdimensional corridor that um, connects different dimensions. And I've heard that term more than one time. And I feel that's the term my higher self and my guides, uh, my etheric guides, my I'm hearing technical guides, they feel comfortable with that term. That's more accurate to them. So I'm going through the interdimensional, interdimensional corridor, but I'll refer to it also as the portal because that's more mainstream. Um, vernacular and it was very and I'm, I'm so tired uh, and I feel like I could just sleep and that is a common common sensation when you're traveling in the portal and I've learned over my numerous out-of-body portal experiences that I need to force my eyes open and to note my surroundings of the portal to note the structure of the portal that I'm traveling through because I like to chronicle and I'm a sort of uh, observer, and I want to share this with um, with you here. So I force my eyes to open. It's not easy because it's so easy just to go into your uh, sleepy state. Force my eyes open, and I see I'm in a very dim, dim hallway. The hallway is probably uh, maybe ten feet wide, and and I'm traveling backwards. Actually, I'm not facing forward. I'm traveling backwards, and the one the one feature that I noted in this portal 
which is really an interior wide hallway of some sort of building, um, was this huge gold framed painting. It was a life-size painting that was on my left side and it was uh, rectangular shaped and it had a big broad frame and painted on it was an image of a full-size man and woman. And immediately I thought to myself, this was some kind of family painting that um, this was commissioned. And it was very, um, it was very reminiscent of, you know, like the older style paintings that you see in museums of, um, of figures uh, in those days. And so it was that type of painting. And I, and I, I thought, had the thought as I was moving backwards quickly that I was in some kind of family, uh, family galley uh, where something like that. You know, sometimes um, in the more in the houses of the a higher higher class structure, higher social status, there will be rooms full of these type of paintings of the ancestors, etc. But again, I only saw one painting, and it was a life size painting. And then next thing you know, I got ejected, and that's the term telepathically I heard to use, ejected. Next thing you know, I'm in what I call the next dimension. I went through the interdimensional corridor or portal, and now I'm in the dimension. I got ejected, and I find myself in a room that's about 10 by 10, and there's about perhaps 10 or 15 women, and they're lined up against, like they're standing with their backs against their wall. So you can say I had a greeting party, and this is kind of unusual. This is not a common occurrence when you get ejected to a dimension where you have a whole party there upon arrival. In the past, I've had maybe one or two people um, meet me, greet me as I got ejected. But again, that's even uncommon. And to have, you know, 15 women, well-dressed women greet you had a welcoming party. So that was highly, highly unusual. But at the time, I didn't note it as unusual. I wasn't lucid enough. And so I'm standing there, I'm noticing all these women were dressed so beautifully. They were anywhere from age 20 to age 60. They were dressed in their finest, uh, finest dresses of good, high quality material. Okay, it was like they were all going out to a fancy dinner, to an exclusive dinner. And because I'm an explorer, that's one of my roles in this incarnation, in this earthly incarnation, I do at I do like to be aware and note the environment I'm in and notice the details. So I start looking around this small alcove that I'm in with these women, and I notice that uh, the wall in front of me is painted a coral orange, and the wall behind me is painted another color. And then the two opposing walls are painted bright white. So I had the thought in the out of body that you know there's there's more than one color painted on the wall, and in fact, one of the well dressed women said to me, "That wall is the same color as that woman's dress." And there was a woman standing in front of one of the colored walls, the the coral orange wall, and she had a dress that was very similar. She was almost camouflaged color wise against that wall, and I feel that woman said that to me, made that observation to me, because she wanted to help me remember the details of where I was. 
So she pointed out a memory trick and she said that woman's, that the, you know, the woman's dress matches the color wall. It's like she knew what I, what was going on in my mind as I was looking and analyzing the area around me. And then I noticed on the two white walls uh, that were opposing each other, it had high gloss white, almost like polyurethane wainscoting. And it looked very modern, but it was very beautiful and it was very shiny. It looked like it was plastic. And on the wainscoting was a very unique design done in black, like three black lines with four, four circular dots under it. And so I was noting, um, you, sh you, sh you can say, the decor of this room. And to be honest with you, at one point I looked up and I realized that these group of women were all just watching me. They were watching me observe my surroundings. And they weren't pushing me or corralling me to go to the next uh, room or hallway. They were letting me have my time. They must know this about myself, that I, I have a tendency to note. And, and they were so patient that they allowed me to do that. So even in this out of body, I noticed that they were all just watching me watch the room. And they were very, let's say, respectful of me. They probably knew, I would sense, I sense that they know that I'm an astral traveler, which is another name for a person that has out of bodies. Another name I hear telepathically is I'm a projectionist. My consciousness or my spirit projects itself through these parallel universe. And so they must know that this is my protocol. Uh, when I'm lucid enough, I do like to observe my surroundings. So they gave me the, the time to do that. And, uh, and I also, when I first landed in this, um, in this alcove of this, all this small room, I forgot to mention that I started singing a song. And I don't know why. Uh, sometimes I do spontaneous things that don't make sense when I'm, I'm having out-of-body travels. I, I, I looked at one woman's eyes in um, the group, and I started singing a song about love. It was a, a mainstream song, and, and I, I, I didn't remember the lyrics, and so I started paraphrasing the song. And then I looked at another woman in the group, and I started singing another a popular a pop song about love and eyes. And again, I didn't remember the, the words exactly, and I started paraphrasing it. And to be honest, on the earthly plane, I am very, that is not my talent to remember the words of songs. Many times I misinterpret the words, I sing it wrong, I make up my own words. My husband and my daughter know this about me. It's a joke, it's a family joke. And so that's what I did in this, in this uh, dimension. And one of the women said to me, you know, you sang that wrong, the song wrong. And then she sang, and she said the words as the way they were meant to be said. And I said to her, wow, yeah, you must, uh, you, you said it right. And you have to know that I tend to not get the words correctly when I sing. So it's just, it's just funny. And that's what happens in out of body. Sometimes you may have a trait on the earthly plane that carries over to this uh, next dimensional reality. And that's what happened with me. My weakness or my flaw in 
you know, not being able to remember the correct words of uh, songs carried over to this dimension. But this woman was very nice and she was not condescending about it. And so next, and so next thing you know, um, I'm, I'm looking at the wall across from me and there's a huge abstract painting and it seems to be done uh, on a, some kind of cloth. And it's that coral orange reddish color. And I look at it closely and I see that it seems like parts of it were pulled out and then the thread was pulled out from it, certain parts of it. Like it was coming undone in the, in the body of this art piece. And a woman next to me says, and I noticed that this art piece had sequins, uh, silver sequins sewn across it in an abstract pattern. And um, this woman says to me, the standing next to me, you can pull out one of the sequins if you want. And then I, then I said to myself, oh, that's what happened. People pulled out the sequence of this art, piece of art, and that's why it looked like there was string coming from this piece of material. It was from the pulling action. And I said to her, no, I don't want to do that because I felt it was a work of art and I was going to be ruining the work of art. And she goes, no, no, you could do it. And I looked very closely at this work of art, and I felt like it was shown to me intentionally now upon analyzing to show the different types of artistry you may find in these dimensions. And this was done like on a cloth and it was four feet wide and three feet high. It was a big art piece, but it was done with material and with sewing. I looked at one part of the uh, art piece, which was at my eye level, and it had a little uh, lavender crystal on it little lavender which would look like uh, bits of uh, sand, colored sand put together in an oval. And so there's three different art pieces put together on this huge art piece and they were all lavender. And right above it was a silver sequin but it was in shape of a heart. And um, she told me, the woman next to me said, you can pull that out. And I, was, and I didn't want to pull it out. I felt like I would be vandalizing the art piece. and. And especially since it was a heart, and I said something like to her, but it's a heart, you know, you know, we should leave the hearts on the heart piece, on the art piece because of the symbology. But then I pulled the, the uh, art, the heart sequence out, and it kind of fell to the ground, and it almost looked like it was part of an earring. And, and I, the, the back part of the earring fell to the ground. And I had the thought that, why did I pull this out? I'm not going to be able to take it back with me to the earthly plane anyway. Sometimes when I'm, these, I'm in these adult bodies, I receive gifts or I receive crystals. And I always have this dream that I'm going to be able to take it back with me and I'm going to find it in my bed when I wake up. But that hasn't happened yet. You can say that's a form of uh, a porting. That's a mediumship term when you port material things from one dimension to another. So I knew I wouldn't be able to take this uh, sequent um, heart, heart uh, with me. And next thing you know, I am being led to another room. And I walk in, uh, I'm being led into another room. As I walk in, I think of it as a banquet room. Um, you know when you have nice gatherings or uh, dinners at a hotel room and they set up the tables and the banquet chairs, it's like that. There's perhaps 10, 10 tables, round tables, some rectangular tables, and there were some people sitting at each table. And I got led to a table on my left, 
and it was a round table and there was about uh, maybe six chairs there and there was already uh, maybe four or five pe four or five people sitting there and but there was three empty chairs so it was probably a table for um, eight people and I noticed there was a young boy and he was about 10 years old he had brown hair and he was leaning over on the table and talking um, to a man who I thought to be his father and I said to myself this is nice that I'm sitting with a young male because children have such beautiful energy mostly most of the time and and so I sat down and I realized that I was at a Christmas party and then I had the thought in the out of body I I'm invited to their Christmas party and I thought it was such an honor and I really was taken, um, I really felt it in my heart space area that it was such a special invitation and that I was there, that they allowed me to share in their um, holiday celebration. And I looked down at myself, and this is another uh, important tip I want to bring out to you. When you're in out of bodies, if you can remember to look down at yourself, see what's, uh, what's on your feet, what clothes you're wearing, because sometimes you'll be surprised. I looked down at myself, and I had this beautiful red brocade, little shimmery skirt that was down past my knees. And I had a beautiful, like, mauve, uh, satiny, silky blouse. So I was dressed appropriately for this Christmas party. I was decked out. And I had the thought, oh, I, I got decked out for this party. Somehow that happened. And I don't know when that happened. Um, sometime between my trance channeling in that bedroom, going through uh, the interdimensional corridor, the porthole, and then when I got ejected, I must have, or deposited the dimension, I must have automatically um, got into the finery. Because um, I didn't physically change my clothes and so I noticed that I was dressed appropriately and so I am sitting there uh, on this uh, table at this table and it's actually one of the back tables and come to think of it I think there was a little bit of a platform or stage perhaps 15 feet in front of me and I feel like there was one man sitting in a chair and perhaps playing a single instrument that just came to me so they had some live entertainment um, and so as I looked around um, at the uh, mostly women that were sitting there, I noticed how gorgeously they were dressed. They were in the best quality materials, and they were all done up. And one woman who was sitting diagonally across from me at another table had a beautiful cape. It was di diaphanous. It was really thin and sheer, and it had a white, let's say, fluffy, uh, collar, you know, like Santa Claus has around his white Santa suit. She had it just around her neck, almost like a stole. And the colors in her cape were like a tan and beige and dark brown, um, cream colored in a beautiful geometric pattern. But it was such a beautiful light cape. And I realized I was at a fancy Christmas party. And, and I noted too that the, the women all radiated a type of grace. They were high class, they were elegant, they were poised, they were refined. These are, you could say, true ladies. Um, 
You know, if you ever seen movies on TV or at the movie theater about the Victorian ages, where the women held themselves with such grace and with such politeness and with etiquette, this is the energy vibration I felt from these women. These were very classy, gracious women. And to be honest with you, uh, on the on the third dimension, on the earthly plane, I do resonate with that, and that's what I aspire toward myself to be that type of female, to be that gracious, to have that kind of poise and um, understanding and compassion and benevolence, but at the same time also be educated and well-spoken. So that those are the type of traits that I admire and respect tremendously. And so that, that I was at this bank, holiday banquet and the whole room was full of women like this. You can say I was very inspired and very... Uh, I felt the their high-level energies. And I, as I looked, uh, as I'm looking around the room, observing the beautiful outfits the women were wearing and also their, their poise, the way they held themselves, I looked around my own table and I saw a man, a man sitting three seats to my left. And to be honest with you, he looked just like Tom Selleck. And I had the thought that Tom Selleck was also invited to this party. He was, for a second there, he looked just like Tom Selleck, the famous um, TV actor who was on a series in the United States of America. He was on the series Magnum P.I. And to be honest with you, I am not, uh, uh, I don't, uh, I'm, it's not that I'm a big Tom Selleck fan. It's not that I don't agree with him either. It's just that I'm just letting you know that I didn't have uh, an affinity or a specific attraction to him. But he was there uh, at the table. And I said to myself, well, that's possible. This is another level of his consciousness, and he's participating in this banquet as well. He's, and he's doing astral travel. And I, I said that to myself in the moment that I observed him and recognized him. And then I said to myself, I'm going to go over to him and talk to him and find out more about why he's here. And so I, I kind of said that to myself. And then uh, when I looked over again, I see that he had morphed into another male being of very similar coloring with the brown hair and mustache, but it, was, it wasn't him anymore. The term I'm hearing now is he transfigured. And transfiguration is a term in mediumship, which means um, there, there could be many faces on top of one face. Um, mediums, some mediums who communicate to spirit may have a heightened perception to, to be able to see this even in the earthly plane. I see this myself uh, when I look at myself in the mirror. And if I look at myself in the mirror with very gentle, soft eyes, and I actually look at a point maybe a few inches away from my face, not directly at my face. So I'm looking at my reflection, but... Um, my focal point of my eyes is a few inches around my face. I will see my face shift faces about every second. My hair color may change. Um, my height might change. My, the shape of my face may go. It may become more square, more round. And it's, my, my face is transfiguring every second to another face. And if I look long enough, I see that they're cycled. Cycles. If I look um, over a period of a minute, I'll see the same 15 or 20 faces 
and they'll just cycle like let's say every 20 seconds so now that's what transfiguration is and I have a feeling these faces that I see naturally when I look at myself in the reflection and I see it with other people too if I softly gaze at someone in meditation with my eyes open I'll see their face transfigure and I'll see other faces on top of their faces. Uh, one time I did that with my husband and he sat across from me and I saw his face transfigure uh, probably 15, 20 times. And at one point it was held and he was an African-American man. And in, in real life he's not. And uh, so I, I'm hearing now that was probably a dominant lifetime for him. So I feel like this transfiguration represents our past lives and possibly our current or future lives. So Tom Selleck, he transfigured to another, um, to another physical appearance. And at that time, I realized I lost the opportunity to have a conversation with him. And so I'm still sitting at the uh, table now, and a woman, a woman comes up to me, and um, she has a huge bouquet of flowers. It's about three feet long or two and a half feet long, and it's wrapped up in cellophane. Um, and they're, they're long-stemmed flowers, you know, with their greenery and their leaves. And she stands in front of me, and I said, oh, she has flowers. And right away I knew she was going to give them to me. And she does. And I was so touched because this rarely happens in out-of-bodies where you receive these type of gifts done so intentionally. Many times since 2009, I really feel like I'm just figuring things out. I'm winging my way through these out-of-bodies, trying to figure out where I am, what to go next, who I can talk to, who can be my friend, and totally just winging it. And, and to be placed in this out-of-body where I'm, I'm escorted, I'm, you know, I'm greeted by all those beautiful women and their finery, in the hallway, I'm taken to a banquet room, I'm given a chair, and I see it's a beautiful Christmas party. Now I'm given a, a bouquet of flowers. This is so extraordinary for me. This has probably only happened uh, three or four times since 2009. I've had other types of out-of-bodies where I can tell I was a special guest at a, a banquet or a celebration. But to be honest with you, this, this is probably maybe the fourth or fifth time, okay, since 2009. So I'm given these, but this is the first time that I'm given such a gift, a bouquet of flowers. Many times I'm shown um, they have a buffet with all these beautiful pastries and um, delicacies and sweets, which is really, in, in the human life, uh, it's one of the things I love. I love dessert buffets and all that kind of thing. And, um, but this was like a gift of flowers and I was so touched and you know, this, this out of body happened on December 27th. So it was two days after Christmas and, and cause you know, there's different time and space, uh, continuums in these other dimensions. So she placed these, this bouquet of flowers. And I remember seeing one red rose, lots of leaves, and uh, there was some kind of flower. It's a flower we have here on the earth. But it was kind of a little balled up, almost like a zinnia, but maybe not a full bloom. And, and the way the the way the woman placed these flowers on my lap, she was doing it very intentionally. Like she wanted to place the flowers, the bouquet to be placed a certain way on my lap. She was taking great care to place the bouquet on my lap in a certain manner, and I was a little confused by that. And the way she placed it on my lap, it wasn't comfortable to me. So I did this thing where I immediately took the bouquet 
and I shifted it and I put it into a position where it would comfortably lay in my lap. And then after I did that, this crazy thing happened where the bouquet just jumped, floated up into the air about two feet above me, and it started rotating like the hands of a clock. It must have done three or four rotations up in the air, and then it came, um, it came back down to my hand, into my arms. And I just started to laugh. I laughed so hard because it was hilarious. And I look around the table, and the other people that I'm sitting with, they're all laughing. This just cracked us all up. And um, I said to the man sitting next to me, you better not sit so close to me because, you know, crazy things happen next to me. And, and I, I was trying to make a joke. And I was laughing so hard and um, just having such a good time. And then I looked at the bouquet. I held the bouquet in front of me like you were holding a baby almost. And I looked inside the bouquet, and there was a little baby. There's a baby space along, along with the flowers. It looked like a newborn baby space. That's all it was. And I couldn't believe it. And I said to the table, there's a baby in here. And then the baby did something. It slowly started cracking a smile, a side smile. And so the baby was laughing at as to what I did, my antics with the bouquet rotating around the room above us. And um, so the baby was cracked up about that. And I said to the table, the baby, look, the baby's even smiling. And then I look, uh, I look close because I'm so amazed that there's a baby, there's this new porn in the bouquet. And I look next to the baby's face and the cellophane, that the, the clear cellophane that the, the flowers were wrapped around was a little tag, you know, like a tag, like you see flor a florist tag, a little piece of white paper, and on it was written directions. And it said, every two weeks, do this with the baby, and then every two weeks, do this. It was like care instructions for the baby. I was so, so amazed. And then, um, and then the out-of-body just broke. It just dissipated. It just dissipated, stopped. And I woke up in, in, uh, in my bedroom, and I did look to see what um, time it was, but I forgot because I chronicled this two days after. So it's very important to chronicle your dreams, not a body's right away. Whether you do it through video or through uh, written, um, get the details down as fast as you can. If you have an iPhone, um, I would record using the voice memo function, or if you have another type of smartphone, using the voice memo function, recording function, and just recording your key observations. Because you will forget some of the key observations even a few days after. And I, I, I shared this here on the Soul Evolution Center show uh, like two days after, and I, I forgot the time. And so that's a, a good teaching point. So when I woke up, I was... I was so happy. I had such a beautiful experience. And I would call that an out-of-body to a higher realm. And the reason why I call it a higher realm is because the, of what I sensed from these women. They were high vibrational females. And as I said, so much grace and poise and elegance. And so very rarely do I visit these higher realms. I have to be honest with you. So when you when I do, it is always such a special remembrance, and I feel like it was a, a I was extended an invitation to this higher realm, 
and I must have, my spirit must have accepted it because my spirit determines the destinations of my out of bodies. And I was so thankful for this experience because it was so wondrous and amazing. And this, this is one of the reasons why it's, you know, it's so poignant to have these out of body experiences. We have experiences like this. And I, I, uh, as I lay in bed, I, and I just relished um, what I just experienced. I, I really want to go back to that dimension and, and finish attending the party. I want to see what else would happen at the party because it was so, so memorable to me. But I knew that I was fortunate and blessed to even have experienced what I did experience and not to push it and just to have gratitude and um, know that I was going to share this special experience um, with my audience. And when I talk about um, that I usually don't go to these higher realms, it is not that because of my vibration. I usually go to realms because there's, there's experiences for me to have that I'm meant to share with others when I come back. As I shared in my um, one of my in one of the other episodes, that I the term I heard reference to me is I am an embedded reporter. So at times I go have these out of body experiences in places where there's aggression going on, odd uh, human procedures, uh, where there's dark activities, unethical activities going on. And the reason why I'm there to experience it. Is because my purpose is to be a chronicler and to bring this information back forth because I'm hearing the word spectrum. I am meant to share the spectrum of possibilities of out of body experiences. So you can say um, this one that I shared during this episode of December 27, 2015. I was, I was in, you can say, in the high class Fritzy neighborhood. But sometimes I am in the ghetto. I am in shady, shady places. So I've seen the spectrum of possibilities for out-of-body experiences, and I'm hearing that it's going to continue continue on this way. And that's because I'm meant to to share and report back um, to people who are open and willing to uh, learn about these things. And so I, I hope you found that interesting and fascinating, and I hope that helps you to start looking at your dream state, your sleep state, in a different manner, in a different light, with a different lens. And perhaps you will be able to pick up on some of the things of your own experiences, which may be very similar to mine. I would love to hear your comments and your um sharings please share share them on this episode and i would love to read them and i look forward to connecting with you again in the near future and sharing more of my experiences namaste